What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey there, guys. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Podcast. I'm your host, JB. And, uh, well, I mean, I'm just going to jump into this real quick. But uh, before I do, another reminder to everybody, if you haven't checked it out yet, get your copy of Tales of Shock and Terror. Sorry about the fucking glare. But you can get it over at TalesFromThePodcast.com, as well as cool merch, uh, blah, blah, blah. Check out everything else that we have going on. We'd appreciate it. But... Anyways, uh, very, very special episode. Uh, somebody I'm actually pretty happy to be able to chat with um, wrote something that I had a lot of fun reading. So anyways, uh, here's Dana Hammer. Hello. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm all right. Got the COVID, but other than that, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the COVID. The yeah. COVID. It's, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Don't take this the wrong way, but it's... Uh, that's the only way my six-year-old talks about it. It's the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I do. I, I really do. Uh, well, I, I am definitely sorry to hear that. Hopefully you feel better. Um, oh, we already got people jumping in here, too. Hey, hey, Sean. Hey, Shanty. How's it going? Thank you guys for joining in. Uh, both of you. Man, you guys really got to pay attention to this episode. Um, some pretty cool shit we're going to be talking about here in a second. Um, anyways, uh, other than the COVID, how's everything else going for you? Not bad. I mean, can't complain too much. How about you? Um, wow. I mean, I don't get too many guests asking me that question. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not bad at all. Not bad at all. I mean, I've been having a pretty decent weekend, uh, actually having it off. It's been very entertaining. Um, 
I got to read a really, really good book, though. And um, I believe the author was uh, um, a Miss Dana Hammer. Yay. <laughs> huh? I'm really glad you liked it. Oh, man, that was amazing. Um, is there actually, since I have you on, what a better way to ask about it than asking you yourself? Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your, well, w- w- hmm, I didn't see it, the actual date on it. I'll be honest with you. I was more interested in reading it than looking at what, when it came out. <laughs> but, so, um, Actually, it hasn't come out yet. You got an advanced reader copy. So, right, right. Yeah, I, I so, know it's on pre-order right now. I just yeah, didn't yeah. know when it was really going to be released. Yeah, so it's going to be released on September 6th um, of this year. And it's called Ooh. The Cannibal's Guide to Fasting. Yes, yes it is. And uh, um, I'm not 100% sure if people can actually go ahead and order it or do a pre-order here. But I am sending out the uh, Amazon links on here as well as the Cinnabar Moth links so people can go ahead and at least check that out and be prepared for when it does come out. Awesome. Um, They can also get it at um, Barnes & Noble or Target. Um, There's a few places you can uh, pre-order it. Very cool. I'm noticing that Facebook's actually having a few issues there getting it, but um, which, uh, oh, actually it popped up. It's weird. It came up twice. So, I mean, everybody, please, please check that out. That is... That's crazy. I, I got to ask you, what was the, oh, I think I, I think I know the answer because I read the book, but <laughs> what was your inspiration for writing something like this? Um, honestly, it started off as kind of a satire about how we treat drug addicts, you know? Um, yeah, I can, I could definitely see that aspect yeah, of you know, it. <laughs> we send them to rehab or we punish them or, um, but really uh what we need is a cure for addiction and so that's kind of what i came um came to this book thinking and so instead of um drug addiction it's an addiction to human meat (laughs) um it sounds very believable (laughs) (laughs) i can see this being a real issue in the future (laughs) you know it could happen i mean i didn't (laughs) expect the coronavirus to happen and shut down the world (laughs) right you know who's to say say viral cannibalism's not next (laughs) exactly and especially the way it's done in this book makes it seem like it could be done in almost a covid type way yeah and i actually uh wrote this before covid but i sort of felt like when covid happened i kind of want to go back and redo it and kind of add some Ah. some covid commentary but i didn't i just kept it Ah. (laughs) (laughs) so how, how long has this book actually been in the making that's a really hard question to answer. Um, so it started off as a short story. Um, it just started off as like this really big, buff, scary looking dude who liked to press wildflowers and was a cannibal. Uh, and I just really liked Igor as a character. And it just kind of spiraled from there. I was like, so what would happen if you were a cannibal and you just couldn't control it? And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, Igor would be a good way to explore um like I was saying, like the, the, the issues that we have with um, how we treat drug addicts and other kinds of addicts. So that's just kind of how Very it started. Interesting. Um, but it, it, it almost sounds like a Frankenstein type vibe there in the beginning, like the way you described the short story. 
Yeah. You know, it's pretty it's much like, how everything I write is. I start, it starts at one thing and it becomes another thing and I add another thing. And yeah. I mean, uh, as far as I could tell with this one, I mean, and uh, I will say that this right here has definitely opened me up a lot to wanting to read a lot more of what okay. you've actually put out. And uh, luckily for me, I believe you have quite a collection. Um, I do. I have some, I have been published in a lot of anthologies. You can find a lot of my short stories out there. Um, I have a couple coming up. Um, and then I also, uh, have a screenplay that I optioned and that movie's coming up. Um, it's called Red Wings and, um, yeah, so you can, it's not about the hockey team, is it? It is not. It's about, (laughs) (laughs) it's about a woman whose, uh, menstrual products turn into murdering bats and do vengeance. It's going to be a movie? Yeah. Who picked it up? Can you tell us? EMA Films. They're EMA Canadian. Ah. Yeah. Is there a streaming service? I'm going to need to see this. And I don't know going to be rated? it'll be on yet. <laughs> no, yet. We'll see. That sounds very, very interesting. Even, even Shanty. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a classic hyper-feminist revenge story, but with tampons. <laughs> now, are, are, are they going to incorporate the tampon shortage that's been going on? You know what? No, because, again, I wrote it before that happened. <laughs> I, I'm too ahead of the curve. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I will say that I, uh, wow, I uh, that one's already a book, you said, right? That's not a book. That's just a straight screenplay. Just a straight screenplay. Mm. Yeah. I might have to talk to you after this and see what I can do about getting my hands on some of that to read. All right. <laughs> that sounds really, really, really interesting for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, write, I write a lot of stuff, so you can find a lot of weird stuff. Right. That, that That's wow. I mean, I did not expect you to say that. I'm going to be 100% honest <laughs> with you. Yeah. I, uh, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm I'm happy. That's what you said, though, too. <laughs> Wow. Well, I mean, hopefully that has a, a good release and ends up being something that you can be very proud of. That's cool. um, I, uh, you better keep me updated on that one, please. Oh, don't worry. I'll be shouting about it. Oh yeah. When you're ready, <laughs> let me know. I will, I will promote the hell out of it and never want a thing in return just for you making <laughs> that movie. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> Wow. How do I follow that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I um like I said, I'm very very excited about your book. I mean, I I'll be honest. I mean, I did my reviews for it, got that all out there. Um I don't do that very often to be honest, and especially a, a book like this um and it, it seems like there was there's definitely a lot of feeling behind this. I mean, you're touching so many different aspects of just human feelings in general. It's it's kind of crazy, and it's it's very much so a, a emotional roller coaster. Even reading this book, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you fucking killed it. You you you. <laughs> I I will just fully admit that I like I said. Mo- most people who know me know that. I'm reading comic books, graphic novels, stuff like that, like crazy. But I, I want to let everyone know. I mean, 
over a period of like four to five days, I couldn't put this book down. I finished it. And um, the only thing to me that sucked about reading this book was the fact that I had to read it digitally because it's not out yet. Yeah. You know, but I still couldn't put it down. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> I mean, you did an amazing job. I, I can't wait to actually get it in my hand and read it again. Um, you know, I, I'm very, very happy. I got the chance to even talk to you about it too. I mean, it's, it's great. I'm very happy for you for sure. Thank you. Um, and man, I, 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 I really hope it sells very, very well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, now I do want to say, um, and this is definitely changing the topic and kind of going towards the show here. This is Tales from the Podcast, and we usually talk about Tales from the Crypt on here. Okay. And when somebody is on, especially for the first time, I always have to ask them, what got them into something like Tales from the Crypt? And if this is your first time, you know, please let us know. Um, actually, when I was a really little girl, I used to stay up like till two, three in the morning with my mom watching horror stuff. I really shouldn't have. Um, in retrospect, some of the stuff. I watched was not appropriate for six, seven year olds, but Tales from the Crypt <laughs> was one of the things that we really liked. And um, yeah, I think it just spun from there. And we watched Tales from the Crypt, uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Um, the, I don't know if you remember like Up All Night with Gilbert Gottfried, mm -hmm. like all that stuff. So um, that's kind of how it started for me. I, I've always liked it. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Now, is this your first time seeing this episode in particular? It is actually. Oh yeah, season six. Oh, and uh, for those who don't know, I. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, this is definitely worth interrupting. Good job, Shanty. I'm telling you, man, you're not gonna fucking. You're oh, gonna love you. this one, dude. You you will fucking love it, dude. It's a great book. Um. Anyways, uh, <laughs> going back into this episode, I uh, will say that uh, for those who are avid listeners. You're going to notice that I definitely skipped the movie. I, I, I skipped it on purpose. We'll be getting to it later at a different time. Um, there's the Tales from the Crypt movie called The Ritual. It's not that great. I really don't want to talk about it. So I'm kind of putting it off. So um, it, it happened later down the road, guys. So that's why we're jumping right into season six here. But anyways, with this being from season six, this is uh, obviously the first episode, and it is Let the Punishment Fit the Crime, based off of the short story of the same title, in Vault of Horror issue number 33, and this episode originally aired October 31st of 1994. I was six, <laughs> so <laughs> I was pretty damn young for this one, that's for sure, and uh, I guess to get a little bit into this... Um, we have some pretty decent actors. Well, I mean, we we got Catherine O'Hara in this, you know, and I think we all we all know who she is. I'm assuming Beetlejuice is probably the most memorable. I think that's kind of the thing everyone knows her from, or Shit's Creek. Well, yeah, you know, I, you know what, yeah, yeah. I guess there's <laughs> probably a lot of people that probably know that one more. <laughs> I mean, talking to yeah. <laughs> she she also did um I think she was in the new kids from the hall uh season. I think she did an episode oh. of that as well. Oh, which um yeah, yeah, kids from the hall was always a fun one to check out. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um we also have Wesley Mann in this, uh Kevin Cooney, 
Um, we, I mean, quite quite the cast. And, you know, of course, as always, John Cassier in here. And uh, I guess to be kind of short with this episode, it's a uh, basic plot description. An unscrupulous ambulance-chasing lawyer gets stuck in a strange town for moving violations and soon learns that the punishment for even petty crimes in the town comes with a gruesome result. And it's basically somebody who gets in trouble, goes into the courtroom, ends up getting a punishment of, uh, what was it, 150 lashes, I believe, at first? I believe that's what it was. And then goes from there to, um, oh, God, I'm never going to think of what it's called, the, the head and arm thing. The stocks. No, they, they had a different term for it, though. What they say? Pillage? Pillage? The pillory? Pillory, there we go. Pillory, I think yeah. that was a pillory. Yes, yes. You know, went for that, which I believe the punishment for that would have had to have been one year. Um, crazy. I was always curious, and maybe if anybody's listening and anybody knows about this, when you get a certain amount of time on the pillory like that, how do you sleep? I think that back in the day, don't quote me, but I think from what I've read, you weren't there that long. Like you were there for the day and people would come and like throw tomatoes at you and stuff. But it wasn't like a, you weren't there for like days at a time. I think it was just like, um, it was more for like minor crimes and it was more to shame you than to like. Right. Well, that, that's what I assume. But like, say you were given multiple days, like what would happen if your legs just gave out in that position? I, I don't know. I guess maybe you would, you, I, I don't think you'd stay passed out for long. That would really fuck your neck up. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I mean, hopefully some kind person would come give you a stool or something. But. You, you would assume that. I think Andy kind of nails it on the die here. I don't know if sleep was their concern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, um, yeah, probably correct there. But anyways, uh, from there, she ends up getting another punishment, which doesn't seem like a punishment at all and uh is you know they were going to go ahead and let her go and basically continue what she was doing which actually involved her public um defender being electrocuted and this becoming her new home of uh defending people in this small town and dishing out these shitty punishments um I guess to go ahead and piggyback right off of that and talk about the comic book. This comic book is entirely different. And um, I will say, and I, I, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and look it up and try to get a picture of it too while we're uh, talking about it. Um, but the comic book for this is just way, way different. And in my own opinion, so much better as well. Um, it actually ends up having one of my favorite, um, I guess you could say panel in the beginning of it, which it's, it, it, it's such a stupid little panel, but there's something about it that really speaks to me. And I absolutely just adore the shit out of it. Um, I'm actually uploading it now. I already found it, but um, the first panel right there with these kids, Walking down the street with a coffin. Oh, that is good. I mean, oh. You could frame you, that and hang it on a wall. I mean, 
if I wasn't too nervous about actually opening my books that I have, <laughs> I really need to stop buying the copies that I have and just say fuck it and buy like the archives and the <laughs> something I can actually handle and read. <laughs> but man, that is just a, such a cool little piece of imagery there. But anyways, in this comic book, um, usually I just go through and say the differences, but realistically, it's an entirely different story. So these kids, it's basically like uh, if you give a mouse a cookie type thing. So you're getting these kids that are going and bearing something. And the, all the parents and adults in this town are kind of just curious, talking amongst each other, trying to figure out, like, you know, what's going on. And it's like, oh, well, they were talking about murder. And, you know, they learned something from a newspaper. And it turned into them talking to their teacher about capital punishment, which turned to them talking to a lawyer about capital punishment from the town who told them that basically somebody would have to get in trouble and be executed. They would have to have, you know, raped and murdered or kidnapped somebody, you know, a major, major crime. goes from there to the judge. And, you know, he's basically confirming some of the same things. And then near the end of this list, this woman's coming trying to find her husband and they can't find her but she overhears what they're talking about and she starts to get worried and she realizes that her husband kidnapped the little girl's doll so these kids and it does, they don't say exactly what happens in the comic book they always leave the end to like your imagination but basically i don't know if they killed him or they were burying him alive but because he kidnapped this little girl's doll, he got put into a coffin and buried. That's 100% better. That's a really <laughs> good story. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you it so you can actually read the whole thing. It's, it's, yes, please. It's so much different. It's so much better. It's six pages. <laughs> it's just fucking amazing. It really, really is. Um. Anyways, though, <laughs> as every episode... After talking about it and discussing it a little bit, we like to uh, talk a little bit about what we thought about the episode itself and give it a rating between 1 and 10. So uh, if you don't mind, do you want to go first or would you like me to? Um, I can go first. Okay. I don't mind. <laughs> um, so um, I really enjoyed this a lot. I mean, obviously, Catherine O'Hare is fantastic in this role. Um, and I think it was very interesting how they shot it and told the story in such a way that pretty much anyone could enjoy this. Like oh, yeah. if you're a feminist, you can watch it. You can enjoy it as like this hyper-competent strong woman who's being like smashed down by all these incompetent, excessively rule-bound men. You can watch it like as a Marxist, as like a class thing, like it's sort of an anti-yuppie thing as she's kind of like the, the epitome of like this, you know, wealthy new york upper class person and she's getting her come up right. in it, it, almost like a stuff. nothing but trouble vibe exactly yes you can even watch it is if you're like a men's rights activist type guy seeing you know this ball busting feminist get what's coming to her right is that a thing are there men activists <laughs> like oh it's that? a thing it's a thing I that's crazy. I've never heard of that. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> but I mean, but I think this episode would appeal to all of those people. And I think that all of them could enjoy it, like, in a different way. I can definitely see that. Yeah. yeah. So where would you personally rate this episode? I would give it an eight. An eight? That, I, I'd say that's pretty fair. Yeah. I believe IMBD throws this one at like a, a 7.1. 
Okay. So, okay. I mean, you know, it's not too far off from what the average person thinks. Um, with my opinion of this one, like, and don't get me wrong, most of the time my opinion ends up being pretty skewed. As a huge fan of the comic books, there's a side of me that is super disappointed that they did not make that word for word straight from the comic book. Um, I can see why they didn't. Um, this is also one of those things while reading it. It's like, ah, no wonder the entire government kind of went against them at the comic codes in the 50s and really destroyed this entire company with some of the stuff they were writing. You know, it kind of makes sense with people's sensibilities back then. But the adaptation of it and just talking, like, you know, the I guess... It's like they just took the title from it and kind of made their own kind of plot around that, which I understand, especially when trying to update it. In the 90s, it's like the closest thing I guess we probably would have had was something like Children of the Corn. I feel like Children of the Corn sounds a lot more messed up than this. I think in the 90s, they could have done the creepy kid thing. Well, yeah, I'm saying uh, as far as like a comparison to the comic book, I yeah. think Children of the Corn is probably the closest thing we would have had back then. Yeah. But... um. Overall, the, the story itself still was pretty good. The The practical effects used in this for like some of the... They don't really explain it if they're ghosts that she's seeing or maybe this town is kind of like a interdimensional type town because it seems like the public defender is able to see this as well. So it seems like this town is kind of like almost like an in-between worlds type thing. Yeah, I got the idea it was like a purgatory type yeah. situation. Yeah, that, that's exactly kind of what it seemed like. Maybe, maybe like as everything was happening in the beginning of this, she actually died, and this is kind of like what her hell becomes. And you know, and on top of all that, just having to see all the people that were hurt and just their lives destroyed from the lawsuits that she went after, and you know, which I. As somebody who's, and I know somebody that means going to get really pissed off at me for saying this live, but as somebody who's related to somebody who worked in a very similar field growing up, I can understand why them, you know, this person would live this kind of afterlife, why their afterlife would be hell. Most people that get into that kind of field and are doing that thing. It's like you have to throw out your entire moral compass to even do that job. And, um, you know, I, I understand why they do. But, I mean, as an in general thing, I mean, you're kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my view on it. But um, I, I, I would personally probably give this one about an eight or eight and a half. It was still a, a, a good episode. Just after reading the comic book, and I'm, you know, I'm telling you guys, if any of you guys get the chance and want to read this, and if you don't have the opportunity to actually get the book, there's online ways. Um, cough, cough. Read comics online. Google it. You can just search up Vault of Horror issue number 33. It'll pop right up. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this fucking comic book is just so much better than the episode. But that, that's kind of where I fall with this one. Um, I'm actually really excited to read that now. Oh, you, yeah. I, with the way you write and everything, I'm not going to be surprised if you like actually go through and read the 
because it's an anthology series. So there's like four or five stories in every book. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, if you want some of my personal suggestions of ones to read, I'll you know feel free to. Oh yeah, give me a list. Time. Oh, give me a syllabus. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're asking for a lot there. <laughs> I, I will definitely do that. Um, but I, I'm telling you, um, you're probably going to end up going through a lot of these and you're probably going to get a little bit upset because of all the ideas <laughs> you're going to get. Cause there's so many of these stories that are done in these, you know, short anthology comics from the fifties. It's like, you know, you're going to read like 10 of these books and you're going to be like, I think every horror movie ever invented came from one of these comic books. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you know, in it, some way, form or fashion, it's like there's just so much inspiration that was drawn from it. And it's it, it really is incredible how, you know, much of an impact this comic book actually has had. Yeah. Um. Anyways, though, I <laughs> I definitely uh, really want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to be able to chat with you, have you on talk about Tales from the Crypt as well as uh I would say it's safe to say probably my favorite book of 2022. Um, don't get me wrong. It's only half over. That's true. It's only July. <laughs> but by the time that book comes out, it's going to be two, three, like three quarters over. So, I mean, <laughs> somebody's really going to have to try really fucking hard. And I really don't think that's going to happen. No offense to everybody else. But, I mean, uh, you, you fucking nailed it with that. I absolutely loved your fucking book. Um, for you. those who don't know, it's uh, The Cannibal's Guide to Fasting, and it's available on Amazon for pre-order, uh, Cinnabar Moth. Um, all these links are shared there. If you're listening to this on the podcast form, shame on you for being late and not watching it live. But check the show notes, because these links are going to be in there. And on top of that, there's also going to be a link here for DanaHammer.com to keep up to date with everything that she has going on. Um, now, Dana, do you have anything that you would also like to share? Anything else? Um, and you know, I do have another question for you too. Um, oh yeah, let's hear it. But because uh, uh, um, on, on top of any of that, um, would you have any other book suggestions? Like. You know, for people like me who are into like the horror theme, for instance, and obviously anybody who's watching this is, mm-hmm. and I will tell you, there's quite a few people watching right now. But um, if anybody, um, you know, any of these type of people are watching this, do you have any other books that you think would really be up our alley? Um, I don't know that you'd call it horror, but this is kind of my go-to recommendation for everybody. It's my favorite book of all time. It's called Geek Love. Have you heard of it? No, I'm talking something you wrote. Oh, something I wrote? Yes. Oh, oh, oh. What? Don't promote somebody else's work. No, we want. <laughs> I'm telling I'm people like, how great it. this book is and what else we should read of yours. Um, Dead Viking Rehab. Uh, that's a pretty good one. It's not horror. It's more um, comedy fantasy, but there is some violence in it. Um, it's about a dead Viking who gets assigned to guardian angel duty to pay for his sins. And he has to guard a modern woman who is his many times great granddaughter and he completely destroys her life huh that's a pretty good one and then um coming up i am gonna i have a short story called um a halloween visit and it's coming up in an anthology um that's going to be released soon so you'll want to check that out too i'm going to post links to it on my website and um all of that oh and then there's another anthology coming out um in 
about a month. And I have a short story called Meteorite in that. Um, so again, I'm going to post uh, links to all this stuff, but you can check those out when they come out. Right. I'm assuming all those links are going to be available at danahammer.com. Absolutely. Or oh, on my man. Facebook page or on Goodreads, all that stuff. All right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that was my first time on Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely made that appearance, but I mean, yeah, I'm... Well, thank you. I appreciate you doing that. Oh, don't, don't thank me. <laughs> if anything, thank you for giving me the opportunity to have an advanced copy of this and actually check it out and read it, because I mean... I'm really not joking when I say it was an incredible book and I had a lot of fun reading it and um, to be very vague with it to people. I mean, it's a fucking emotional roller coaster. It's going to take you all, all over the place emotionally. Um, you're not going to really know what to think at first, but like once you start, it's just, it's, it's a really hard one to put down. Um, I had a lot of issues. Um, trying to think of a right way to word this. I had a lot of issues in my personal life with people trying to communicate with me, but I was too busy reading at the time. So, I mean, it, it's one of those and you're not going to be able to set it down. It, it's great. You did an amazing job on it. And I, I'm, like I said, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to actually check it out too. Well, thank you for having me on here. Oh, never a problem. <laughs> um, did you have anything else that you would like to share before we go ahead and start wrapping this up? No, I think that's that's all. <laughs> right. Yeah, she, love me some cannibal stories. Just meat and potatoes a horror. Me too. Uh, cannibals are the yeah. best. Yeah, definitely. Sean says he's gonna have to check it out. And Yay. uh I think this is uh in reference to uh uh yeah. um Catherine O'Hara. Uh yeah, yeah, she she definitely deserved it for leaving. She was a bad mother. Else. Yeah. How how do you leave your kid? Like that's your one job to take the kid with you. Yeah. I mean, they did have a lot of kids in that movie. I mean, you can't blame her too much, I guess. I mean, (laughs) I get it in a way. Counting can be hard, you know. You know, he might have been the (laughs) shitty kid. And there might have been a reason they left him. Maybe they had a much better time without him, you know. Yeah, we we weren't there. Who are we to judge? That's true. You know. (laughs) But anyways, thank you so much for coming on. Thank it's you. A pleasure. And uh, honestly, feel free to get a hold of me anytime you have something coming out and want to come back on again. I mean, awesome. I I, I truly, truly loved your work. Um, leave something important in the car so you don't forget your kids. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, they had a better time without him for sure. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you're right. He, he definitely, there's something fucked up with that kid. There's no argument there. Something's not right with him. No, not at all. It's, yeah, pretty rough. <laughs> um, so thank you once again, everybody. Please check out everything she has going on. Check out her book. Go pre order it like Shanty did. If you want to be a cool guy, be like Shanty. <laughs> pre order this book. It's, <laughs> you're, you're not going to regret it in the least bit. Um, also, while you're going and pre ordering this book, Make sure you head over to TalesFromThePodcast.com, pick up my comic book, and, um, you know, whatever else you want to on there. Hell, there's even a PayPal link somewhere. I mean, feel free to just throw money in there. It's, you know, that's what all the cool kids are doing it these days. But um, thank you once again. Greatly appreciate it. Everyone, please check out her work. Um, You sure you don't have anything else you want to add? 
I don't think so, no. No? No. All right. <laughs> Keep up to date. DanaHammer.com. Check out everything she has going on. And with that being said, the crypt is closed. Thanks for listening, kiddies. You're all a scream. <laughs>